Hello everybody, it's Ben clocking in for another episode of Elephant Whispers. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you are tuning in on the day of this upload, it is in fact Valentine's Day special episode. Woo! Now, it's just a regular episode, but love is in the air, you know? I feel it. I'm wearing a mask, so I don't actually get it inhaled or anything. But it's out there. But I think because of that, we should change around this V day to a different V, a V that's more indicative of where at least the Princeton campus community is right now. And I think a lot of single people are today, you know, let's change it that V to virginity. All right. Let me give you some statistics. 62% of Princeton's incoming freshman class are virgins. Okay. It is so epidemic, I would even say that there's currently a pretty big trending Instagram account among Princeton people called the Princeton Virginity Club, and their stuff is hilarious. I'm not going to quote it because um, that's plagiarism and we have an honor code here, but you also can check that out in your own time. But the point is, virginity is trending, and that's a serious problem. So here's the solution that I want to propose to help everybody out, Okay animal tinder you know here's the problem with tinder right now girls swipe right on nobody and guys swipe right on everybody and when there is a match it's not necessarily a good one because the guy wasn't even that interested and the girl swiped right by accident so <laughs> here's what i'm talking about when i say animal tiktok tinder you put um, just like your favorite cat pick or whatever animal, dogs if you're a prude. No, <laughs> kidding. Dogs are great. I love dogs. I'm actually allergic to cats, but I like to say controversial things. That's how podcasts get views. It's just part of the game. If you're offended, take it up with the judge. I don't make the rules. Anyways, actually, please don't sue me. FYI. Here's what really matters, okay? You just put up like a cool animal picture and you know, instead of swiping through and, you know, like swiping right on some other animal pictures that you like, we take it a step further, okay? We get like a monkey and or a cat to just match people, you know, just like give them the screen or some like thing, some whatever system. And they just, they just put two animal pictures together and that's a match. And then you have to sleep with that person. It's, it's not option. It's, it's required. You just have to have sex. That's, that's how we're going to solve this problem in the most objective, but also a, like legit way. You know, like I think that could really start an emotional connection, much more of an emotional connection anyways than this other thing that's I think been going around college campuses called marriage pact. And don't be intimidated by the name, though you are legally required to get married. No, 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 no. Okay. Marriage pact is an algorithm that asks you a bunch of questions personal questions, deep questions, funny questions, the works, you know, and it uses its whatever algorithmic ways to match you with somebody who you're compatible with. And it's a complete scam. Okay. You like not a single person got a good match and like nobody, 
I don't know of any successful relationship that resulted from going on a marriage pack date. It was just an all around terrible time for everybody. Some like a lot of people just got like 50% quality matches like or like 0.6%, not like 60%, like 0.6, like less than 1% of a match and they were just like matched with that person. Like I got a 99% match. So if you're thinking like, "Oh, like Maybe the algorithm just like, like it knows those people won't be compatible. No, bro, gal, anybody listening, nobody's match was good. My match was terrible. <laughs> it's like nice person, obviously, but zero connection, zero chemistry, like negative chemistry. Wow. It was, it was amazing. I have never met somebody that I had less to say to you. It was just wild, but Animal Tinder, on the other hand, there's an idea with potential. Um, if Tinder is like a copyright claim thing or something, and we can't say Animal Tinder, we can just call it, um, no, every name I think of is kind of like a furry thing. And I don't want people thinking that this app is just for furries. If you're a furry, you're welcome on this app. I want to clarify that, but it's not just for furries. I don't want to give people that idea. So we're not going to name it something like first swipe. Okay. That would be just like cause more problems. Okay. We're trying to prevent further virginity, not <laughs> create more and bring people further into their shells. If you're wondering what some of that background noise is, it's because the kitchen just opened up at campus. It was like in my building, there's a kitchen. We haven't been allowed to use it. Um, but it's just open. Boom. Hella exciting. Right? So I was like, I'm going to check it out. And I walk in, I'm like, oh, this place has amazing acoustics. I love the vibe in this place. And then I sat down to record the podcast and I realized this is the loudest place in my entire dorm. Like there, it's just a constant, I don't even know what's making noise. But something is always making noise. It's just like the underbelly of the building. So like, you know, there's like some pipes and whatever. But now I've committed to it and I'm extremely stubborn. Um, so here we are. Um, I also um, sometimes before the podcast, I'll jot down a couple of ideas in a blue pen. And, you know, I'm just noticing that I've somehow managed to get blue pen all over this like kitchen uh, counter. So if you're my RCA and you're listening, sorry about that, Thomas. <laughs> I'll clean it. Um, but that's not what's important. The important thing is kind of actually, I really struggle now to come up with things to talk about for the podcast. Like I'm naturally funny, so everything I come up with is hilarious, of course. But to just get that prime content, you know, because a lot of the stuff I want to talk about concerns people that I've been like, yo, you should listen to the podcast. And okay, let me clarify something for those of you, that minority of people. It's not about you. Okay. It's, it's not about you. Don't get a complex about this. It's just like, I've already like told some stories or whatever. I don't like to repeat things for anybody. It's actually a big, uh, big thing for me. Like, I think it's hilarious. When somebody repeats a story to me twice, or even better, I tell them a story, and then the next day, they tell it back to me like it's some new information that they heard from someone, you know? Like, I really take joy. I take joy in all these, like, kind of awkward things. Like, 
I'm like, wow, that's a great social experiment. Most people, not so much into that whole vibe. So I'm a little bit paranoid about not saying the same thing to the same person twice. I wouldn't say paranoid. That might be an exaggeration. Um, but yeah, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. But here's an idea I've been keeping to myself. And <laughs> if I've already told you this, I apologize. But it's a brilliant movie idea. Okay, okay, okay. We've all seen Groundhog Day, you know, repeating the same day over and over again. Classic. Been done billions of times. Lots of spinoffs. Lots of brilliant uses of the concept while staying true to the original form. Never has it been done the way that I want to do it. Okay? Groundhog Day. But the whole world is living it at the same time. So not just one person waking up to the same day. Nobody else knows. It's the whole world waking up to the same day. And you're like, what? Like, wouldn't life just go on as normal, Ben? That's a stupid movie idea. Just a normal life. No. Because here's the deal, right? The weather is the same. All the, like, environment stuff is the same. And the birds know. The birds definitely know. They're, like, acting all weird, okay? And then there's, like, the world ends at the end of the day or something. Or there's, like, some asteroid coming. And, like... It's like a Love Actually style thing where all these different like plot lines kind of come together. It's an ensemble cast, you know. I want the guy who did Baby Shark. I want the guy who did Daddy Shark. I want the guy who did Mommy. Okay, no, I, I want everybody. I want the whole squad. And that's kind of the dream team film, right? And then the whole world has to like kind of figure this out together so and eventually everybody figures it out first like and then you know and there's a whole thing i don't really know how it resolves but here's something i realized that's actually kind of an interesting way about like how we consume media um you don't care about how something ends you formed your opinion about a book or a movie long before the ending if like things don't end the way you want them to or there's some cliffhanger they don't care. You've already watched the movie, you know, like they're done. Their relationship with you is over. They don't need you to like the ending. They just need a cool concept in the beginning. Like I can't tell you how many movies I've watched the first half of and I've been like, oh my God, this is an awesome concept. And then I watched the second half. I'm like, I wish I didn't watch the second half. But like, there's no way for me to know that because I was engaged and then I wasn't, you know? Um... So, it, like, it really doesn't matter how a movie ends. It really doesn't, really, really doesn't matter how a book ends. Because, like, I don't know. You kind of read a book more just, like, to read the words at this point. I think if you're reading books for the plot, you're kind of doing the wrong thing at this point. You know, just watch a TikTok, man. But, interestingly, TikToks are kind of the opposite. Because um, you watch the first half of a TikTok, kind of, whether it's good or bad, usually. And then sometimes you just kind of end up watching the second half because like you're kind of waiting. Maybe something interesting will happen. Maybe something won't. So they loop you in for the first half because it's something new and different. And then whether you continue watching or not kind of depends on if it's good or not. But usually you'll just watch through it, you know, just just in case. Um, so that's why that like new type of media is so successful because... Um, they build a relationship with you that goes beyond the end of the movie, you know? It's that um, continuing relationship, the type of relationships that you should be building on Valentine's Day, but instead here you are listening to a dude talk about animal pictures like he's reinvented the wheel, okay? But anyways, 
But anyways, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about animals any longer. Okay, moving on. English breakfast tea needs more respect. I cannot tell you how many people I have talked to. I've been like, yo, you know what's cool? English breakfast tea. And they're like, Psh, ah, angry noises, you know? Uh, that's my best effort at ASMR, by the way. You're welcome. And they're like, Earl Grey is the superior tea. Or, I don't know, I drink, I don't know. And then they say some random stuff. I am disgusted by this always. They need to figure things out. But like, whatever. My point isn't even like, oh, everybody needs to like prefer English breakfast tea. You just need to give it more respect. Like, I don't even understand how you can look at a tea and be like, this is just inferior. Like, all tea tastes the same. Unless it's like green tea. That's like a completely different experience. But like, people who are picky about tea, like, okay, okay, I'm gonna take one step back. I'm gonna take one step back. Here are the exceptions. If you're British, I defer to you, okay? Otherwise, screw all of you. Screw all of you. Unless you like, <laughs> actually, yeah, okay, okay. Let me take like four steps back. Calm down a little bit. I don't care what kind of tea you drink. Do whatever makes you happy. I just want a little more respect for my main man English breakfast. That's my vibe, you know? I, I, I drink tea to, to warm me up, you know? It's, it's a pleasant, heartwarming experience. But every time I bring it up, what kind of tea I'm drinking, people just try and tear me down. I, I don't like that, man. That's not how society should be. It's just not, you know? I, I really don't want to deal with that. Next hot take. Avocados are good enough. It's a waste of energy to make them into guacamole. It's just a waste, you know? Like, I can agree that guacamole might be marginally better, but, like, think of all the time every year that is spent turning avocado into guacamole in factories. Like, this is a whole industry. Like, what if we put all of the time we spent and making avocados, you know, give up this like little good thing that we really enjoy. And we put it all towards like feeding starving people, you know, not avocado, I mean, not guacamole. We would just feed them normal food because we're not some like high up society. It's like Earl Grey, guacamole. Yeah, in my burrito, please, I'll pay extra because I am a millionaire. No, um, I, I get guacamole in my burrito all the time. In fact, I made a huge mistake recently. Just just a, a, a whopping fatal error. Like, biggest regret since I like had a bagel without anything on it. Like a, just a regular bagel. Bagel is not a standalone thing. Like egg bagel or like a bagel with something in it. Like I don't even know what you put in a bagel, but like some kind of like I don't know raisins. What do you cranberries? What do you put in a bagel? I'm like blanking on this right now. Let me know what you put in your bagel. But generally, it's like you're in a low place. I feel like if you not if you're not going with butter or you're not going with cream cheese. If you're like or even peanut butter. No, peanut butter is tough because a bagel is a heavy thing. You know, it's already a dense piece of bread. So to put something else kind of heavier on it too, I don't know about that. I don't know. Like, if you have to, do it. But, like, yeah, generally, uh, reconsider your bageling, everybody. Um, if I'm calling you out, I don't mean to call you out. Obviously, like, do whatever makes you happy. Like, 
I don't want anybody going away from this podcast being like, Ben insulted my eating habits. Um, and the sad thing is he was right, you know? I want people coming away from this being like, I'm doing everything right, but Ben is doing it better. That's the goal. Okay, now that we're on the same page, I'm out of ways to screw around in class. I may genuinely have to start learning. Like, I don't know if you know this about me, but it's a big thing for me to do social experiments. I just love finding any way to make other people uncomfortable. It's a passion. It's my calling. It's the chicken broccoli to my Alfredo. If you don't get that, like, will you be the chicken broccoli to my Alfredo? Then, and like, you've never had chicken broccoli Alfredo? Like, you need to have some chicken broccoli Alfredo. Like, this isn't a hot take anymore. This is not controversial. Like, chicken broccoli Alfredo was the best food at high school lunch for me. It was the best. I probably talked about it before on the podcast because I'm so passionate about chicken broccoli Alfredo. Not too creamy, you know, with the, the um, I guess, the, which part of it is the sauce? Chicken? Broccoli? Alfredo is the pasta, no? Is Alfredo the pasta with the sauce? Oh my God, I don't know anything about my own favorite food. I'm about to have a mental breakdown. This is wild. I'm talking so fast. I had coffee. Not because I wanted coffee. Um, it was just there. So I was like, I'm not going to let this go to waste. So yeah, now I'm not sleeping tonight. Fun time for everybody, but I'm going to slow it down. The second half of this podcast is going to be a significantly more relaxed, chill vibe. Just kidding. So anyways, I was going to the mushroom farm to get some mushrooms. And no, 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 no. that wasn't. Yeah, I had to think on the fly for what I was going to say there very quickly. And I quickly realized the reason I never talk that fast. That is a little too much for me. But what I can talk about perfectly at a normal speed in a way that I think, honestly, everybody will enjoy is a library, okay? Now, libraries are a big thing for me. Libraries aren't a big thing for everybody. If the library isn't a big thing for you, nobody's perfect. No. Um, that is a quote, by the way, from Independence Day. Uh, great movie. Um, from a Jewish guy who's, it's like, you know, the world's ending. It's not a Groundhog Day thing, but like, imagine if it was, that would take the movie to the next level because like, you know, they get more tries. It would be really cool. But <laughs> that's not how it goes. And they they really miss an opportunity there. They should have had me consulting, even though at that point I was like two years old. But whatever, whatever. Here's what's important. Here's what's important. I forgot what I was talking about. I forgot what I was talking about. Ben, Ben, focus. Ben, Ben. I'm not going back in the recording and figuring this out. I am way too stubborn to do that. Okay, backtrack. I brought up Independence Day because I said nobody is perfect. And why is nobody perfect? Because they didn't like some food. This is like what happens with coffee. I feel like you get into this really, really fragile place emotionally and then things just collapse things just completely collapse but anyways so the library right some people don't like the library that's cool i'm back boom damn i am i'm a legend no that's i'm i need to stop hyping myself up so much because like it's honestly not that funny because it's not like 
it's like the wrong amount of true, you know? Like, for something to be funny, you can't make a joke about something that's like, eh, you know? It's got to be at an extreme. Like, I'm either super full of myself and I'm, like, being self-deprecating about it, or I'm not full of myself at all and I'm being self-deprecating about it. In the middle, I'm just being an asshole. That's a fundamental lesson about comedy. Take notes, everybody. Another asshole thing to say. Okay, moving on to library. Um, so I really like libraries. I spend a lot of time in libraries. Um, a library is a big part of my college experience. I really like the feeling of being surrounded by books. There's a noise. Oh my goodness, panic attack, no. Um, I'm gonna assume you can't hear it, and if you can, we're gonna call it some nice ASMR. So. I'd like to just go through shelves in the library because like the Princeton Library, Firestone, well, there's like a billion libraries on campus, but the main one, Firestone, it's massive. It's seven floors filled with books. Um, it's just like so nice to just wander the shelves, pick some stuff up. I'm reading a book now from the library about 20th century Norwegian shipping. And you might ask me, Ben, why would you spend your time on that? when you could be grinding on better ideas for the podcast? Well, actually, since I'm talking about it, I'll answer my own question and say, well, it is coming up on the podcast. Ayo, so it's productive. Yeah, if it's if I bring it up on the podcast, it's tax deductible, even though I make no money from the podcast. That's how, that's how the IRS works. Um, IRS, if you're listening, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this is not a business. If this was my business, making like one cent an episode... Man, no, no. I've got I've got a billion dollar idea that I'll share with you after I finish talking about the library. Not a billion dollar idea. Oh, it could be. I, no, I would actually say like this is genuinely a billion dollar idea if it's right. So that's your reason to stick around and listen through this library seg segment or fast forward a little bit. But anyways, Norwegian shipping. Because I'm like, who in the right mind would write a book about that? And so I open the thing and I like read the... I guess like a prologue type thing. And he's like, yeah, I spent 20 years researching Norwegian shipping. And I'm like, man, if there is not like an interesting insight in this book and you've spent 20 years of your life on it, you got to rethink something. So I'm going to read it because I figure, you know, like there's got to be something valuable in there for you. Like if you spend 20 years on something, there's going to be like some like insight onto something. I don't know what. Maybe I'll just learn a lot about Norwegian shipping, which is also cool. You know, it's it's great to have some fun facts in your back pocket. I'm always wishing I had more fun facts um, <laughs> because they're a great and a terrible way to start a conversation at the same time. So, yeah, that's my take on all that. And I'll get back to everybody if there is an insight. Um, I have a lot of reading for classes, so I'm not reading books as fast as I want to be. But once I get around to it, Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite exciting. So stay tuned for that. Something to look forward to for the next episode. But here's my billion dollar idea. So it's about video games. If you don't like video games, this will still be interesting to you because I guarantee you it will ignite a childhood passion that everybody has had. So bear with me for a bit of prologue. And yeah, so the fundamental change that happened in the video game industry about four, maybe five years ago now, was the 
the kind of reinvention of the battle royale genre. So think Fortnite. So a battle royale um, is a game where, you know, a bunch of people drop on an island and last man standing wins. So unlike a normal video game, like a normal shooter video game, where, you know, you grab a gun and you shoot the other guy, and then if you die, you just respawn right away and you go back to shooting the other guy, you know? Um, that's like your standard video game structure. And that's still super popular. But what happened four years ago with a lot of games was suddenly this battle royale genre became like the new thing. Everybody started making battle royale games. Everybody started adding a battle royale game mode to their thing. And it's not like nobody had done a battle royale before. Like they existed, but they just never were executed in this way. And it was kind of a right place, right time situation. And now we're reaching kind of the end of that trend. Battle Royale games are still fun. And a lot of people are still making new Battle Royale games, but it's kind of expiring. And, you know, I don't really know 100% what that next trend is going to be. But I do know 100% that there will be that next trend. and. Battle Royale is kind of this really electric video game concept because it combines the familiar and the unfamiliar with a shooting video game so seamlessly. Um, it's, it's, it's enough of a twist to engage your fan base without alienating them. And I believe that the industry is kind of moving in the direction where it's approaching this next shift. Um, and my kind of answer to the Battle Royale is capture the flag video games. And you might be saying, Benjamin. Actually, I don't know what you'd be saying. I have no idea what your questions or criticisms or thoughts or ideas would be. So like, please reach out after if this is like a thing you'd want to talk about. I could talk about this all day. That's why I have a podcast. So I can talk about the things I want to talk about all day or for 30 minutes once a week. That sounds less exciting, but I promise you, it's a party. It is a party. I've convinced my sister to start a podcast of her own, which all of you should check out, by the way. Um, I think if you just search for Dina Gazowski on your major platforms, it'll pop up, um, which is quite exciting. Um, and by inspired her to start a new podcast, I mean, she just started it. I didn't really tell her to, but she's vibing. She's enjoying it. And it's, it's really good. I haven't had a chance to listen to an episode just yet because, you know, I've been on that grind, but you know, here we are, um, me plugging it. But what's more important is capture the flag. Why is capture the flag so engaging as a video game game? mode? Well, to tell you that I need to bring you back a long time. So when I was around in fifth grade, like capture the flag was such a fun thing to do in gym class. Like there was dodgeball number one, and then there was capture the flag, like just like so exciting to run around that way. And here's the problem with capture the flag in a video game. It's a really difficult concept to realize because it, at least if you want it to be a shooting game, the only objective can't be like, oh, we got to run, get the flag. And then some other people have got to stop, have got to play defense, you know? It can't be that simple because in a video game, you just want to shoot people, you know, like that's the fun part, right? It's not like 
Like you really don't want to end up in this situation where you're like, okay, I got to sacrifice myself and not like boost my own kill count so that my teammate can capture the flag, you know, like that's not really the way that a lot of people want to play games. But if you get this balance right and there's enough kind of roles that you can play on the team, then and it's a really threading the needle. It's much harder to get right than a battle royale. There's so many fun battle royale games out there. But a capture the flag thing is really like this perfect mix of like something new, something nostalgic, and something extremely exciting, you know? The reason I've brought it up now is because there's only one video game in the whole history, in the whole canon, so 40 plus years of video game making. There's only been one game to execute the capture the flag game mode well. And that is Tanky. Tanky Online. It is a Russian tank game that has been around for 20 years. And it sucks now. But when I was playing as a kid, it was the game. It was so fun. Oh my goodness. And they had all the game modes, right? They had Team Deathmatch, which is your standard just shooter. They had Free For All. Um, they were doing it, you know? They they had things figured out. Um, now the game has some other problems that, like, uh, kind of what happens in the long run for a lot of games is kind of an interesting trend that I'll make a quick tangent about, is you end up in a place where you've got new players that you want to bring into the game and you've got old players that you want to hold on to the game but if the game's been around for a long time suddenly there's a huge skill gap meaning that the older players are so good that they're going to make the game really unfun for the new players so like easy solution is you give the new players like a bunch of bonuses right make the game easier for them then these old players who've grinded on this game for a really long time and want to be rewarded for that grind stop being able to kill players easily and then it's not fun for them okay because they've suddenly wasted that their time and in trying to balance this out a lot of games become really unfun because they're too new player friendly they add too many mechanics that make the game too easy um what used to be a really hard grind to like level up now boom you're at the next level boom next level boom new item boom you know and you know like i respect them like i have no beef with them but i i, I played a few games of it recently and i remembered how fun this capture the flag game mode used to be and the reason it works for tanky is because as you may have guessed you play as a tank so unlike being an agile like person who's running around and shooting people, you have some limits to your maneuverability. There's something to be said for playing stationary and just sniping. Um, and then there's some other people that the tanks that are really agile and run around really fast, um, but they're kind of glass cannons. And so, so there's all this interplay that is really conducive to capture the flag because here's here's the fundamental key to a successful capture the flag video game anybody can capture the flag right and you know it seems simple it seems straightforward like yeah duh, anybody can capture the flag but anybody can feasibly 
play and capture the flag. Like there's no one tank or one loadout because, you know, these tanks, like they have some really fast hulls and some really slow hulls that can take more damage, you know, and there's a huge range in hulls and then there's a huge range in your gun. So like you got your snipers, you got your fast shooters, you got like a flamethrower, um, all kinds of like interesting guns and different mechanics with that. And no matter what you play in tanky, you can capture the flag. That is what is so elegant about this game. So like you might be a sniper and like generally you hang back and you just try and like strategically take people out. Or maybe you're kind of like you're playing a really heavy hull so you like can't move around that much. Like it doesn't matter what situation you're in. There will be a window where you can be the guy and the whole team will rally around you to protect you. Um, and, and get you to capture it. Even if you don't capture, it's fun. And everybody gets that chance because the interplay between all these different classes, all these different types of tanks is so smooth and so natural. And this flow is what's so fundamental and essential to a good video game. But when you have shooters, um, there's much less variety. Um, tanks can have all these different kinds of weapons and all of them work because maneuverability is not so easy, you know? In a shooter, everybody moves the same way. There's no, nobody can move faster than another guy. What's different is just skill mostly. You can have a couple different weapons, but everybody has access to the same weapons in a game. Even in a battle royale where there's kind of like some luck in like which weapons you find around you. Like you'll have a versatile arsenal and you can pick the best weapon for any given situation. Um, and so that's kind of how they solve the problem of anybody can win, right? Because everybody has the resources to win. That's the simple solution. But in Capture the Flag, you have to be a little more careful and you have to weave a way in for everybody to be successful. Um, but again, there's nothing that beats that feeling of once you capture that flag. And in some ways, it's, it's easier than winning a battle royale game. Because to win a battle royale game, you have to pretty much be the best of 100 players and have some luck on your side. Because it's 100 players, they drop on one map, last man standing wins. And some people were really frustrated by this because they weren't skilled enough to win. And that really sucks. You might keep playing if you can kind of do okay and you don't win every game, but sometimes you win one. But you never win. You never get a kill and you just die and you get kicked out of the game. That sucks, you know? So they've done a lot to kind of play with the mechanics. The latest um, Battle Royale games have a gulag, um, which means you kind of get a second chance um, to, to rejoin the game. And players can buy you back into the game. So... There's a lot of ways to kind of, so it's not just, oh, you die and it's over, right? In Capture the Flag, you still get that classic, oh, like deathmatch, you respawn right away, you're just right back in the game. You get all that, but you still have this opportunity for this amazing feeling of winning um, by capturing the flag uh, that you don't get in a Battle Royale if you're lower skilled. Um, so to clarify, like, the, the game lasts a certain amount of time. It's not like you capture one flag and the game's over. So there's lots of chances for in one game, different situations, different maps. 
um, for you to be able to capture it. So I'm not like a video game designer myself, but like I genuinely believe that this is the future for video games. And I've hidden that in the depths of some really, <laughs> really mediocre jokes um, <laughs> so that nobody steals my idea. But if you're still listening and, and you think that's interesting, I, I'm, I'm very glad um, because if I can't make the game, which uh, realistically I probably can't, um, I want other people to at least be enjoying the idea of the game. Um, so yeah, there's a lot more I, I didn't get to talk about during this episode because uh, I went on for a while about certain things. Which, you know, it's pretty good. Um, just to give you a, a, a taste, um, is Velma Gay, um, Robert De Niro's mole, um, Rumpelstiltskin, and whales. Well, let me let me talk about whales real quick because we really need to talk about whales. Uh, specifically, we need to talk to whales. Okay. I guarantee you they're trying to tell us something. Like, I just, I get that vibe from whales. They're trying to tell you something. Like, everyone's just thinking like, oh, you know, they just do that like jumping out of the water thing, huge splash, you know, I don't know if you've been on a whale watching thing, but they'll do that. They'll do a whole like backflip out of the water thing. People are like, they're just doing it for attention or they're just doing it because they need oxygen. Bro, bro. The people doing that for attention are dolphins, okay? I do not fuck with dolphins. I don't care what they have to say. Whales, we need to talk to them. Dolphins, if if you want to talk to dolphins, you, you're just like, you're a waffle, man. Like, no disrespect. I love waffles almost as much as I love pancakes. But whales, whales. I made a lot of hot takes this episode. If you disagree with any of them, you know, you're welcome to come on the podcast and debate with me. Um, and it will probably end with me crying, but you know, if that's what you want, I'm ready. I'm ready. So yeah, brace yourself for that. Um, and quick petition for, um, Princeton's new motto, considering this, um, high virginity rates, um, we should call, we should change our motto from like whatever it is right now. It's something about like truth or, Oh, in service of the community. That's like half of it. Something. In in ser- in service to... Oh, whatever. You can look it up. We should change it to Luigi Fucks. So why can't you? And with that, I'm going to call it an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see everybody next week. Peace.